Your Catholic drive time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January the 26th, 2022. Here's a question. How vulnerable is our telecommunications equipment from spying by the Chinese government? You know, the FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr was trying to raise the alarm. I think it was 2019, if I'm not mistaken, uh, maybe into 2020, uh, about the grave concern over Huawei and DJI and uh and other companies coming out of China making this gear and finding this gear on poles and infrastructure surrounding our nuclear arsenal, for instance, uh, and their ability to take pictures and video and send that back to, to communist China. I mean, raising the alarm. So the question is, what is the status of that? Has that been corrected? Have the loopholes been closed? What other concerns do we have about our communications equipment? What is the future of broadcast radio in an ever-growing 5G digital world and the censorship that comes with that? We're going to have those conversations with FCC Commissioner Brennan Carr coming up at 35 past the hour. At 15 past the hour, Mr. John Horvat from TFP is going to be on the program again to talk about a post-Roe v. Wade world. They put out a pamphlet during the March for Life in Washington, D.C., passing it all around and sort of looking at sort of not only the the, the wondrous opportunity we have to overturn Roe v. Wade, but the, the grave necessity to continue the work because it won't be the end of the battle if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, what will we need to continue to fight for? What are there going to be the challenges? Mr. John Horvat will join us at or 15 past this hour to have that conversation. And uh, don't forget, you got to get your car raffle tickets in time to possibly win that brand new Mercedes. It is a 2022 GLA uh, 250. It is a night black, and some Catholic radio listeners are going to be driving this thing away at the end of February. Could be you. Uh, you can get, I think you get five tickets for a hundred bucks. So you get an extra ticket for free. And to be honest with you, all proceeds go to support our Catholic Radio apostolate. Even though you get to win a very cool car, we get to continue to keep Catholic Radio alive and well, thanks to your generosity. Go to grnonline.com for the details. You can pick up your car raffle tickets quick, easy, and secure right there at grnonline.com. Just scroll down till you see the Mercedes and click on that. So lots to jump into today. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. Anything in the news that surprised you? Uh, yes, I, I didn't actually include it, but there's there's actually reports that a, a fighter jet crashed in the South China China Sea, Ooh. and we're trying to recover it. Like a Chinese one, American? No, an one? American one. Ooh, so really? we're trying to recover it before the the Chinese do. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, is it what like an F thirty five? I, I believe so. Yeah, that's scary. That's the most advanced one that we have, right? No, the F twenty two is, but the F thirty five was like the cheap knockoff, right? But still incredibly capable. Cheap, as in what, like five bucks, ten bucks? Yeah, a lot more billions, yeah. but that, <laughs> a couple that, billions. I more. think the F twenty two was like, wasn't it like hundreds of billions of dollars to produce that? Yeah, Obama it's, stopped. It's, production it's crazy of it. how expensive these jets are. Yeah, pretty crazy. But the F-35 is a, is a vertical takeoff and landing uh, mm-hmm. aircraft with stealth capability. It's a pretty amazing aircraft. I'd hate to see the uh, 
the uh, Chinese uh, get a hold of it, make a much worse, cheaper copy. Well, I got to tell that. you, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing to have a crashed jet like that. I mean, hey, the guy should be fired. D- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of news crazy stories, did you see that there's like some 50,000 truckers planning to make a protest in yeah, Canada? Yeah, and it's hard to find any news about that. So uh, it's it's incredible. Yeah, they're they're gathering and uh, they're gathering people and going on a convoy from the border of the U.S. all the way to to uh, Ontario, I believe. Yeah. To protest vaccine mandates in Canada. Rather insane. Uh, plus, I also saw Fox News came out with a headline that said uh, there were more migrants coming across our border this past December than the previous three Decembers combined. Wow. And uh, and they found that the ice was busting them in. And releasing them and helping them actually get to get to their final destinations in the United States, along with the city of Brownsville. Isn't they, that fun? I, I hope they uh, didn't bring any fentanyl with them. <laughs> Me too. Or uh, child sex slave labor. I don't know. It goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. I'm excited to get my new jet from Wish.com. Are you? That's all I'm saying is all. You know. Are you getting an F-35? Yeah, they're going to be on, on sale on Wish.com in no time. I hear there's one for sale, only slightly moist from the water. Well, no, Biden well, said I, that I, we're going to need those jets, right? It's true. More, more than AR-15s, we need jets. We right. need jets. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. I, I asked, heard they gave them out to free in, in, in certain countries. <laughs> Ask Taiwan how they feel about the jets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Praise be to God. We're going to have a great show today. Breaking news and stories coming up in just a moment. The saint of the day, gospel of the day. And then, of course, what's concerning us about a post-Roe v. world. And then talking about the, the threats of security on our telecommunications systems with FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr. All coming up in this hour. It's going to be a great hour. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now you're breaking news with Rudy Carlo. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. I'm Rudy Carlos, and let's dive right into the headline news this morning. Breitbart reports Ukraine says destabilization fueled by Biden administration hysteria, not Russia. Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council Secretary Alexei Danilov told reporters on Tuesday that Kyiv considers and intelligence reports from the West agree that internal destabilization caused by panic over a potential further Russian invasion is the number one issue, not any potential invasion. With this destabilization leading to generalized panic and the collapse of the national currency, the Hryvnia, the Russians have nothing to do here, Danilov asserted, according to the state outlet Ukrinform. The Zelensky administration has spent much of the past week expressing confusion at the sudden panic about another Russian invasion and asserting that its intelligence on the ground in Ukraine does not indicate that anything has changed to trigger such an alarm in the past week. It has instead focused its concern on the potential for panic disrupting the Ukrainian economy, prompting citizens to empty banks and scaring away foreign investment. He says, quote, didn't the invasion start in 2014? Have the threat, has the threat of war emerged just now? These risks have existed for more than a year and they haven't increased, Zelensky said during a nationally televised broadcast last week. What has increased is the hype around them. All our citizens, especially the elderly, need to understand this. Take a deep breath, calm down, Zelensky implored his people. 
To all the media, remain mass media, not sources of mass hysteria in the pursuit of hype don't help the enemy. Reporting daily that war may start tomorrow. This will definitely not stop it. And the New York Post reports Nancy Pelosi announces another run for Congress, ending retirement rumors. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced Tuesday that she will seek another term in Congress, ending months of speculation on whether she would be retiring. The 81-year-old California Democrat revealed her plan in a video posted to Twitter in which she said, much more needs to be done to improve people's lives. Retirement rumors began to swirl around Pelosi in recent years, and she agreed to limit her tenure as House Speaker after a group of Democrats called for new leadership in 2018. The top three Democrats in the lower chamber are all over 80 years old, sparking internal discussions on future on the future leadership within the party. The GOP only needs five seats to win the majority in this year's midterm elections. And the Toronto Sun reports Warmington. Freedom truckers may form world's largest convoy. According to Guinness World Record books, the longest truck convoy, convoy ever was recorded at 7.5 kilometers long in Egypt in 2020. The Freedom Convoy heading from British Columbia to Ottawa is said to be considerably longer. It's 70 kilometers long, said Benjamin Dichter, spokesperson for the Freedom Convoy 2022. I've seen footage from an airplane. It's impressive. By Wednesday, truckers hope to have taken their protest through Manitoba and will make it to southern Ontario on Friday. The protest is about lifting vaccine mandates for truckers at the Canada-U.S. border and other issues relating to the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, including forcing drivers to wear masks in trucks. For the public, the convoy has become a beacon of hope that overreaching COVID-19 lockdowns and restrictions and mandates will soon come to an end. And Reuters reports U.S. is in talks with energy producers to supply Europe if Russia invades Ukraine. That's a big if. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Albrecht of Chitao. Uh, more French names today. Albrecht was a hermit in the forest of Colin in France, who, along with five other hermits, invited Ab- Abbot Robert of Molissum to begin a new monastery with them that would operate under the rule of Saint Benedict. Robert led these hermits to the forest of Melisma and established a religious settlement there in 1075, Melisma Abbey. Robert served as the first abbot in Albrecht as the prior. However, as the settlement's fame grew, gifts came in and the wealth attracted new monks, more lax in their observance of the rule. The Melisma community was divided and the monks opposed Robert and Albrecht. Robert twice left the monastery to live as a hermit and twice the Pope ordered him back to his community. During one of the Robert's absence, the brothers imprisoned Albrecht so that they might have their way. The stricter group left Melisma for Chitao. Initially, Robert was abbot of Chitao, with Albrecht serving as prior. However, the monks of Melisma petitioned Pope Urban II that Robert return to them and vowed obedience to the rule of St. Benedict. In 1100, Robert left for Melisma, and Albrecht became the new abbot of Chitao. Albrecht is credited with attaining the Cistercian Order's legal foundation. Pope Pascal II granted this legitimacy with his bull Desidermi Quad. Albrecht also decided to have to move the monastery's building a kilometer to the north and initiated the construction of the first abbey church. The church was consecrated less than six years later. Albrecht also introduced the use of the white Cistercian cow. It was given to him for the monks by the Blessed Virgin Mary as they were at choir praying vigils. Accordingly, the white cow is one of Albrecht's attributes in his hagiographical paintings. Albrecht and his religious establish, establishment and the 
at Chateau the exact observance of the rule of St. Benedict. In order to better observe the rule in regard to the divine office day and night, the monks associated themselves with lay brothers to chiefly be occupied with the manual labor and material affairs of the order. St. Albrecht, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 9. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to come. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest, to send out laborers into his harvest, go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and salute no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace shall rest upon him. But if not, it shall return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide. For the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Venerable Bede said, Rightly are seventy-two sent. For to so many nations of the world was the gospel to be preached, that as at first twelve were appointed because of the twelve tribes of Israel, so these also were ordained as teachers for the instruction of the foreign nations. Close quotes, uh, the Venerable Bede, pray for us. St. Augustine interestingly saw a connection between the number of hours per day, that being 24 hours per day, and of course, uh, the, these uh, disciples that were sent out, because three times 24, right? And it's interesting because there's an argument a bit in the early church fathers about 70 or 72, and ultimately Hadock says, yet there seems no doubt, but the true number was 72, for 72 may be called 70, but had that been only 70, they could never have been called 72. This was also the exact number of the judges chosen to assist Moses. And to me, that is really the crux of the issue. That is really the the real key interpreting this whole thing. Jesus, our Lord, is the one greater than Moses to come, who has his inner three, he has his 12, and he has his 72. This is why Caiaphas was utterly shocked and utterly against Jesus and really wanted him to die because he was competition. And Caiaphas would have no competition for his power and his authority. Let's pray for those in authority to be humble. We'll be right back. So you're driving to work while listening to Catholic Drive Time. But you're not just driving any car. You're driving a midnight black 2022 GLA 250. Make 2022 your year by supporting the GRN and possibly winning a GLA 250 by going to grnonline.com and buying five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. Raffle ends February 21st and you must be 18 or older to participate. Some Protestants use 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3 against the Catholic practice of consecrated celibacy and Lenten observances because Paul calls the forbidding of marriage and the consumption of meat doctrines of demons. Do Catholics need to be exercised? No. 
and here are some reasons why. First, Paul can't be condemning consecrated celibacy because in the next chapter he gives Timothy instructions on proper implementation of consecrated celibacy with regard to enrolled widows. Also, Paul can't be condemning all forms of abstinence from meats since he was part of the decision at the Council of Jerusalem in Acts 15 that decreed Gentile Christians abstain from meats offered to idols. What Paul was condemning is the Gnostic belief that nobody should marry and that one should always abstain from meats because matter is evil. So fear not, Catholics, you have no need for an exorcism. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Don't forget those car raffle tickets for that Mercedes. You could win. Go to grnonline.com for the details. Scroll down to see the Mercedes. Click on that. Uh, but coming up at 35 past the hour, the FCC Commissioner, Brendan Carr, is going to be our guest to talk about uh, security threats of uh, spying on behalf of the CCP in the United States, especially surrounding our our nuclear arsenal, but also your own life as well. What are the risks? What are the loopholes? Have they been closed? What's being done? Also, censorship on the horizon and the future of broadcast radio. All of that coming up at 35 past the hour. Joining us right now uh, by phone is Mr. John Horvat from Tradition Family and Property. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Great to be on the show. It's good to have you back. Uh, We just uh, obviously celebrated a great March for Life in Washington, D.C. Great numbers, in spite of the fact that the mandates were so harsh. Uh, Many thousands came out to to protest. And the question is now on the, the minds and the hearts of many people across the country. Is it possible we might see the end of Roe v. Wade? And you have a great article out on tradition, family, and property, and I think you even produced a, p- a pamphlet to that uh, same effect. And maybe you can talk about that this morning. Right? Yeah, we we def- we were there, and pretty much uh, we were there at the at the March for Life. They were they're worth about a hundred thousand, maybe more. It was a good crowd, all things considering, and the weather as well was pretty was uh, very inclement. But in any case, it was a very uh, a very energized uh, event, and um, well. A lot of people are saying it's the it's it's our last uh, it's our last row uh, march. You know that uh, next march will hopefully be post row. And so the the article that was written is talks about how uh, what should, what what is our dream for a post row America? Can it, we can't just go back to 1972. We can't make post row into pre row because it's only going to go back to uh, to a partial, you know, uh, solution to the problem. It's not going to completely end the program, uh, or uh, the problem, you know, of of, of procured ab- abortion, and uh, you know, uh, leaving it up to the states. You know, abortion is just as bad in in uh, in New York as it is in Mississippi, and you know, the pro-lifers have worked just as hard in in California as they have in Missouri. It's you know, it's not a question of the states. It's a question of moral of a moral of moral values. I think we're already seeing things line up along these lines. I mean, New York and California both have declared themselves, you know, abortion meccas. And they've been trying to find creative ways to fly women in, in fact, to provide for the abortion. We've heard of stories of 
of uh, abortion clinics popping up along the border of Texas, for instance, and uh, people flocking across that border to receive their abortions. Uh, men are getting vasectomies in higher numbers in the state of Texas as a result to the heartbeat bill in this state. So we're seeing uh, lots of uh, things line up along these lines. But my, I guess my, I guess the real point I really want you to emphasize is, well. In a post-row world where we're just going to say, well, Texas will do what it wants and New York's going to do what it wants, we still haven't solved the problem. We still haven't rid the world of this evil, have we? Right. Yeah. The the, the root cause of the of, of abortion is 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 uh, is the is is the sexual revolution of the '60s. It's it allowed that to happen by taking away the consequences of the sexual act and allowing. Uh, allowing sexual uh, sex and all the horrible uh, immoral activities to, to to happen. So yeah, that's we need to work on that. That is the first. Uh, that is uh, once we've over overturned Wade and uh, turn, made uh, abortion a moral issue, we do need to uh, say no. It's there, this is connected to a lot of other things. We'll never stop abortion unless we're, we, we go to the cause, and the cause is the destruction of families and the destruction of sexual mores. I was thinking, uh, Mr. Horvat, about the fact that, you know, in a post-Roe society, there, we're going to still have the pro-life movement, uh, but the question is, what is it going to become? Uh, how is it going to evolve? Is it going to now fight against those things which we're talking about right now, those things that led to abortion to begin with? Are we going to fight no-fault divorce? Are we going to fight against contraception? Are we going to fight against uh, the the lack of of good comportment in terms of like dress and things like that? Or are we going to shift the argument? And this is my fear for the pro-life movement. I fear that the pro-life movement is going to be co-opted by the left and they're going to try to turn it and say, okay, well, we've solved the abortion issue. Well, now we have to go and fight for immigration and fight against the death penalty and fight for uh, LGBT rights. Uh, what, is your, what, do you, what is your analysis of this, Mr. Horvat? Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that is the that is the the great danger is that uh, the the issues, the real issues, will be left behind, and and we will may may even be asked to support those other issues. And so, yeah, we need to definitely keep uh, to to be laser uh, laser laser focused on the on the moral issue. That this is a moral issue. It's it's a result of the destruction of the family in America. It's the destruction of those of all the safeguards of the family and social in society. We need to to focus on all those things, and you know, as you said, contraception, no fault divorce, LGBT uh, agenda, they're all connected. It's not. Uh, it's abortion is not. It is a single issue that we have taken and and defeated, but it's not really a single issue. It's connected to all of them. I'm. I, well, you a minute ago, just a second ago, you said defeated, but I wonder. The, the, I think the we we might still be surprised come June that the Supreme Court doesn't uh, right. defeat Roe v. Wade. Yeah, I think you have a point there. I think they might try to do something very squishy, something, you know, uh, they'll um, allow some kind of Texas heartbeat bill, you know, uh, all over, and, and not the actual abolition of abortion. So, you know, we, I think we yeah, definitely need to be on the, on, the, on the lookout because we have been betrayed before. Um, but for all practical purposes, I think that what the pro-abortion movement has done is said, is said uh, let's cut losses. Um, you know, we uh, abortion is not available in 90% of the counties in America, and and we're uh, getting destroyed by by saying by having to put up uh, you know keep abortion clinics open in, in 50 states. Let's just divide up and and you know try to divide the the the, the pro-abortion movement. So, 
yeah, it, we, we do need to be very careful. Um, it, let's just assume for the sake of the conversation that come June, the Supreme Court does overturn Roe v. Wade. It goes right back to the states. Do you see uh, a sort of a, a disintegration with amongst the pro-lifers across the country? They've come together in many ways. They've uh, To get to this level, to this momentum, to this point, is pretty monumental in many, considering how humans don't get along very well. Do you, but do you see that going backwards? Do you think we might uh, get more complacent in a post-Roe world? Yeah, it's definitely a danger, and I, we need to, to, to avoid that. Uh, the, the hardcore pro-life people are definitely not going to be affected. They're, they know, the, you know what the, the game is. They've, uh, they've seen, seen just about everything. But, yeah, those who are not you know, in the fullness of the fight, let's say, they will be tempted to say, well, our state's fine. Let's just let the other states uh, do what they want, and that's definitely a... Um, definitely a, a problem, and so the pro-life movement needs to continue to be focused and say it's it's all or nothing. There's no such thing as a half abortion. You know, one thing that surprised me about the pro-life movement, when I became Catholic, um, it, it really felt like I, I became Catholic in 1999, and uh, by the time 2003-04 comes around, when I go to my first pro-life march in New Hampshire— it really felt like the pro-lifers had been fighting a long time, but they still did not enjoy the kind of universal support from the magisterium. There were still many bishops that, and even priests that really didn't embrace the pro-life movement. Whereas now, these all these years later, it seems like that's gotten better. A lot of uh, most bishops, I would say, or even priests, sort of embrace the pro-life language. But and yet, it's the LGBTQ issues, it's the marriage issues that they tend to now not really support or want to speak out on or embrace the language. How, how do you see that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the first marches I attended were in the se- late 70s. So, uh, and when, I, when, when, when we went, there, it, was, uh, it was not very Catholic. Most of the people there were Protestants, and there, was, there were no bishops and very few priests. Now the whole thing in, in March for Life in, in Washington is overwhelming majority Catholic, and there are a lot of priests and a lot of and, and a lot of bishops on the on the podium. So uh, what I think happened is that uh, that uh, the the clergy followed the the grassroots who were pu- pushing for you know for ever more stronger positions against abortion, and uh, you know of course there were there are a lot of of, of priests and clergy that did uh, did it, do it out of principle, but a lot but they definitely knew that they would be supported because the grassroots were so strong. And so I think we need to do the same on these issues to say that, you know, the, uh, the Catholics in the pews are, you know, for marriage and, and against this uh, LGBT and gender ideology. And, uh, you know, we want support from the bishops and we want you to follow us there. What sort of support do you do you think that the movement needs right now from our leadership in, in the hierarchy of the Church? Well, I think it needs to uh, definitely. Uh, they need, they definitely need to uh, to to, to um, spread the to be behind us and to you know there's the 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 um, the word coming out of Rome is it's not a premium premium issue. It's not something that you know we have to. It's we need to connect it to other issues. I think what we need to to what we need from them now is not to connect it to like, ecology and migrants and all these other very uh, controversial and leftist issues, but to say no. Uh, the, mor- the moral teachings of the church, the whole moral—we want the whole thing, you know—and uh, we want that. Uh, we we want you to support us in all those things. 
Mr. John Horvath is our guest. We have only about a minute or two left in our conversation with him. There's an article we want to link up to, uh, today for everybody to read, and it's uh, found at TFP.org. It's called The Day After. What is our dream for a post-Roe America? Mr. Horvath, what, would, what should we do the day after? Let's assume the Supreme Court does overturn Roe v. Wade. The day after, what ought, to, what ought we be doing? I think we need to have a message say, this isn't over. This is just the beginning. That's, I think that's what we need to say. We have a, we, what we won on this one. Let's, let's take our, let's, let's take our momentum. Let's not rest on our laurels. And do you think that ought to be coming from the hierarchy down or do you think this is still just a, a lay run effort? Well, I definitely like to see it from the hierarchy down, I, but I don't. Uh, but I, I'm not uh, super optimistic that it will take place in, in all the dioceses throughout the country. I think uh, uh, using the mechanisms we now have in place and all the the huge infrastructure of pro-life infrastructure that's out there, let's let's keep using that because it has worked. Go ahead, Adrian. And uh, a post in a post world world, we need a return to order. In your article, you uh, the last about the last line you say is a post row America must reject the entire sexual revolution. America must return to God and promote a cur- culture of purity. Your comments on that? We have about uh, fifty seconds. Yes, uh, this is not just a purely natural struggle. It's or a political struggle. It is a supernatural str- struggle, and so we need to. Uh, this needs this needs to be a conversion, not not a force. You know, let's put in a bunch of laws and make, force people to be good. That only works in prisons. It doesn't work in in societies. It has to involve a, a, a supernatural solution. That is prayer, penance, and uh, you know, to present these ideas from that point of view. All right, praise be to God, Mr. John Horvat. Tradition, family, and property. The article is the day after. What is our dream for a post-Roe America, which you can find uh, linked up over at tfp.org. Mr. Horvath, have a great day. Thank you for your time. Great to be on the show. God bless you and God love you. We'll see you next time. All right, uh, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come right back. Rudy Carlos has breaking news and stories for us. And then the Federal Communications Commissioner, Brendan Carr, is going to be our guest to talk about some of the security threats coming out of China and the future of broadcast radio in in the uh, brave new 5G world with censorship and everything else. All that's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith, Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, You are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. We are Catholic. Welcome home. You could win a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 and help drive home the word of God. 
The GRN is raffling off this night black compact SUV with the luxury and performance you expect from Mercedes-Benz to support the mission of Catholic Radio. This car could be yours for only $25. Buy four tickets, you get one free. The 2022 GRN car raffle ends February 21st, so get your tickets today at grnonline.com raffle. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now more headlines. Breitbart reports inflation explodes to record-breaking high in Richmond, Richmond Fed survey. The prices of products manufactured in the U.S. Central Atlantic region rose in January at the fastest annual pace recorded in data that stretches back 25 years, according to a survey from the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond released Tuesday. The 5th District Survey of Manufacturing Activity found that prices charged by manufacturers for their goods were up 11.27% compared to a year ago, the biggest year-over-year surge of inflation on record in survey data going back to 1997. And the Washington Times reports Alex Jones reveals what he would have told January 6th committee if he hadn't invoked Fifth Amendment. Radio host Alex Jones said he asserted his Fifth Amendment to write a Fifth Amendment right to remain silent almost 100 times during his deposition before the House January 6th committee. Mr. Jones took to the airwaves on Monday to unpack the details of his interview with the committee investigators less than an hour after his virtual deposition. The questions were overall pretty reasonable, he said, and I wanted to answer these questions, but at the same time, it's a good thing I didn't because I'm the type that tries to answer things correctly even though I don't always know all the answers, and they can kind of claim that's perjury. Mr. Jones said on Monday that the events on January 6, 2021 were taken to the extreme and that he in no way supported the storming of the Capitol. And The Hill reports 39 missing after a suspected smuggling boat capsizes off Florida coast. 39 people have been missing for three days after a suspected smuggling boat capsized off the coast of Florida, the U.S. Coast Guard said. Authorities were alerted Tuesday after a man was found clinging to a vessel about 45 miles away from Port Pierce Inlet, the Coast Guard's 7th District said in a statement. The man told the Coast Guard that he and other 39 people were on board and had run into severe weather which caused the boat to sink after starting the trip in Bimini in the Bahamas on Saturday. The man said that no one on board had been wearing a life jacket. The Coast Guard said they are actively searching for the 39 other people on board and that the incident was part of a suspected human smuggling venture. And Breitbart News reports China alters ending of cult classic Fight Club so that the authorities come out on top. In the original version of the cult classic starring Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, and Helena Bonham Carter, the narrator played by Norton kills off his alter ego, Tyler Durden, played by Pitt, setting off a chain of explosions that destroy all bank and credit card records, effectively ending consumerism and resetting the economy. However, in their edit, the state comes out on top. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, we're getting ready to jump into a conversation with the FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr, and um, we're very much looking forward to that. Real quick before we do that, let me just remind you that coming up in the end of February, we are auctioning off, or we're not auctioning, we're, we're raffling off a brand new Mercedes. It could be you, and we would be grateful for your support for our Catholic Radio Post. Like, go to grnonline.com. For the details, scroll down till you see the uh, the Mercedes. Click on that. But uh, joining us right now by phone is the uh, Federal Communications Commissioner, Brendan Carr, senior Republican on the on the commission. Praise be to God. We're grateful for your time this morning. Thank you for joining us, uh, Mr. Brendan Carr. Great to join you. Thanks for having me. 
Um, I've been uh, enjoying some of your interviews over the past couple of years and uh, you raising great concern over some of the greatest security threats we have, especially when it comes to telecommunications. And I wanted to get you on the program to sort of have a conversation about that. For instance, uh, the rip and replace program. And in the previous administration, you were raising the alarm that there were uh, sitting on telephone poles and and uh, surrounding our military infrastructure, our nuclear arsenal, were equipment that could potentially be used by the CCP to uh, to spy on us. In addition to that, we have uh, the concerns over our own personal lives. Uh, you you also raised the concern over DJI. So one of my first questions to you, sir, is what is the status of the rip and replace program? Do we still face a great threat there? Yeah, we're making really good progress, but there still is a threat and there's work to do. As you mentioned, uh, I was out in Great Falls, Montana a couple years ago, Maelstrom Air Force Base. This is where we have uh, hundreds of ICBM missile silos, and there's just nothing up there. It is, you know, hundreds of miles you can go, and it's nothing but uh, big sky country, wheat fields, except one thing, uh, dotted uh, inside those missile fields nearby are these cell towers running high-powered Huawei gear, including cameras that don't really uh, make a lot of sense when you look at the lack of population density out there. So it seems like it's an over-provisioned technology in terms of what's there other than the fact that it is a you know very important uh, uh missile field and we saw that throughout the country uh different uh ways in which this huawei gear inserted in our network uh gave us concern and so we started a process back in 2017 to as you said rip and replace and funding from congress was provided relatively recently and actually we're probably only a few weeks away at this point from the actual rip and replace program uh going live in the field in terms of providers actually taking down this equipment, but we have stopped new gear from going in, and now we're in the final stages of getting that old gear out of the networks. And the threat goes beyond that. You mentioned DJI. This is a Shenzhen, China-based drone company. And a lot of people say, well, what's the big deal? You know, Google Earth already has pictures of everything. And I say, well, it's very different than Google Earth. For one, the cameras on these uh, DJI drones can see just minute details, including serial numbers on telecom equipment, just very detailed stuff that you can't get on Google Earth. And then more than that, they have high-powered sensors that can remotely measure people's heart rates, people's body temperature. And there's been reports that some of this data is getting back to Beijing or could get back to Beijing. And so I've called for additional FCC action on DJI as well. Now, the previous administration under Donald Trump, he was he was trying to block Huawei, as you just mentioned. But the current administration, what is their status and what is their opinion of of these technologies, these same companies? So far in the telecom space, we aren't seeing a huge change in policy when it comes to the security threats from entities with ties to communist China. We've been voting, for instance, over the past year at the FCC under new Democrat leadership. Uh, to follow through on our proposals to, for instance, um, take the licenses away from uh, China Telecom, to follow through on our actions on China Mobile. So a number of entities with ties to communist China that we believe are operating under their thumb and therefore proposing a a threat to our networks. The FCC under Democrat leadership has been following through. And in fact, we've put on the table uh, denying equipment authorization based on national security threats. And I think we're pretty close to getting a, a final order on that. So that'd be good additional progress as well.
One of the issues that you were also raising was the sort of loophole that although federal dollars couldn't be used to purchase this gear, this, this equipment from these companies and installed and hooked up to our infrastructure, private dollars could. Has that been closed? Yeah, that's actually this, this proceeding that I just mentioned. So the way it had been with Huawei was tying federal dollars to be used to purchase the gear and put it in. But that allowed companies to continue to take private dollars buy the same gear, put it in the same place in the network. It's not clear that there was a lot of that going on, but it was still a loophole that could be exploited by Huawei, ZTE, and others. So what we're now saying is not just you don't get federal dollars, but you don't get FCC equipment authorizations. Your gear cannot can come into this country or can't be lawfully used in this country. So we've teed that proposal up. Um, we're hopefully close to getting an order on that. You know, different commissioners have to vote, so it's, it's not clear yet which way we'll go. But Congress also subsequently passed a bill, the Secure Equipment Act, that essentially directs the FC to complete that proceeding and get that Huawei loophole closed. You know, I asked about uh, the current administration's uh, opinions of this. Then one of the reasons why I did was because we just saw, I just saw a uh, report coming out of Epic Times this week that Tony Podesta, brother of John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, has received over a million dollars from Huawei in the last year or so to uh, be a lobbyist on their behalf in in the nation's capital and in the uh, into the White House, so do you see uh, the, that kind of pressure being brought to bear? Do you see the potential for a reversal of policy under this current administration? I hope not. You know, look, there's a lot of people out there that will do a lot of things for a lot of money, and to some extent, my view is, you know, hire who you want, you know, lobby however you want within the confines of the law and. You know, Huawei clearly is an entity and, and similar entities that we are taking action against. And so they want representation in Washington. I sort of get that to the same extent. You know, I'm making my decisions on the facts and on the record and not how politically connected or not uh, some lobbyist is. So I would hope that everybody sees through that. And at this point, I don't see a significant risk that uh, this administration is going to turn heel on some of the appropriately strong action we've taken against Huawei and ZTE. But I'm sure I'll be one of the first people to speak up if we do start to see that trend. Uh, Mr. Carr, I wanted to ask you, you know, last year we saw, for example, in, in colleges that there was uh, a lot of Chinese influence or, or rather Chinese intelligence there gathering certain information. And, you know, with stories like this with Huawei and, and all of these uh, infrastructure uh, security threats, I'm thinking, well, this should be at the forefront of the news, but it's, it's really not. Is this something that we really need to worry about? Is this something that, that we need more attention on? Yeah, I think there's a, a fundamental rethinking of our relationship with communist China. I think um, on a bipartisan basis, frankly, uh, the U.S. government got this wrong for a long time. We just assumed that if we you know, allow China to continue to exert influence in international bodies, if we engage in deep trade relationships, that they will come our way uh, in terms of freedom of thought. Uh, free markets and the opposite has taken place. They've used their leverage with those international bodies to move them closer to China. So we do need to continue to focus on this. FCC uh, Commissioner Brittany Carr is our guest. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to be right back and continue our conversation. I want to ask about 5G and the future of broadcast radio. And uh, all of that is coming up after this very quick break. Don't go anywhere. Got the drive time. We'll be right back. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern. 
right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church would be okay if it weren't for all the rituals? Why do people complain about rituals in the church? They don't complain about the rituals that fill the rest of their daily lives. They shake hands, they sign their names, they put candles on birthday cakes, they give each other flowers, they put on fancy weddings and somber funerals. Those are all rituals. They are symbols. They are simple ways of representing complex ideas. G.K. Chesterton says, Ritual is a need of the human soul. In fact, it's a need of the human body, like exercise. Destroy your impressive ceremony, and all you get in return is unimpressive ceremony. Want more than a minute? Visit our website at chesterton.org. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Federal Communications Commissioner Brendan Carr is our guest. He's on with us by phone. Welcome back to the show, sir. Good to be with you still. Um, I want to jump into or turning our conversation a little bit to, uh, to 5G and uh, the rollout. And one of the things that's interesting to me about the story that came out uh, about the airlines pushing back was, um, you know, in, a, in the big tech world, in the, in the Silicon Valley world that we're living in these days, where the biggest companies collaborate together. We saw that on Capitol Hill with Mark Zuckerberg's uh, testimony, how they collaborate with these other companies like Twitter and others. And uh, it's like the big guys win and the small guys lose. I, what could be the agenda here? What could be the motivation to sort of delay the 5G rollout at the airports? Yeah, it's a pretty interesting issue. So 5G, as your listeners know, is this new platform upon which this next generation of economic activity is going to take place. Everything from telehealth to remote learning um, is going to drive jobs, it's going to drive investment. And so we've been very focused on it at the FCC. Frankly, we really turned up the gears on it during the last administration. And this particular band that issue here with aviation is called the C-band. And the C-band is a spectrum band that the FCC opened up back in 2020. And in 2020, we looked at the concerns that aviation has been raising. And they have altimeters that operate some 200 megahertz away from the top of the C-band. And we looked at that, and aviation said, we need 100 megahertz separation to make sure there's no interference. We said, hey, no problem. We're giving you 200 megahertz of separation. And right now, the C-band that's rolling out is actually an additional 200 megahertz away because it's only being lit up in the lower portion of the band. And so what we saw from aviation here, unfortunately, is part and parcel of really bureaucratic infighting in some ways. So over the years, these federal agencies, whether it's Department of Transportation, FAA, NOAA Weather Radar, whenever the FCC, which is the entity that Congress has appointed that say call balls and strikes when it comes to spectrum interference, when they don't agree with the outcome that's been reached, even though it's based on science and based on real-world experience, they try to litigate it through all sorts of alternative means. And here, this is just one example where they tried to uh, make these uh, chicken little arguments about interference and altimeters claiming that they hadn't been settled, but the reality was the expert scientists and engineers of the FCC said there's no problem. And C-Band is live today, 
in nearly 40 countries uh, without any incidents. So uh, CBIN operations in 5G is safe, and the FAA concerns to the contrary uh, just don't hold up under scrutiny. Well, one of the concerns I have about 5G, going back to what I said a minute ago about uh, big tech and Silicon Valley, and it, you know, we're seeing a, a great amount of censorship. Just r- right now, one of our viewers was making a comment on Facebook, and and uh, Facebook censored it because they didn't approve of her messaging, and and uh, and it just we see this all the time. We've personally had many strikes on our YouTube channel because we talk about the subjects that the uh, that YouTube doesn't like and doesn't approve of. And this is, I love radio. I love broadcast radio. We can have conversations about a variety of topics that we're not allowed to have on, on big tech. And yet, I think 5G will empower those uh, companies to continue down the road they're currently on. How do you see it, uh, Brendan Carr? Well, first and foremost, I agree with you on radio. Radio, they say, is the most visual of all communication mediums, and I certainly agree with that. 5G right now is being run by the traditional mobile wireless carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, and those uh, entities are not the portions of the Internet ecosystem where we have seen the censorship. As you point out, we see it much more on what we call edge providers, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. It's a very serious problem. It's a cultural problem. You know, as a country, we need to be embracing diversity of thought, diversity of views. I mean, just take the COVID-19 pandemic, the most important public health crisis we've ever faced, And if you try to talk online about different solutions or where did this uh, pandemic originate, you can get that type of speech censored. So we're poorer as a country. We do not allow the best ideas to be seized upon by people through a diverse, robust discussion. I think there's a role for Congress. I think there's a role for the FCC. We need to put some guardrails in place so that political speech, most importantly, isn't being silenced on these Internet platforms. Again, we're not seeing it from the ISPs you know, AT&T, Verizon, we're seeing it from the edge providers. I think that's where we need to target some action. But I think there's a, a sort of a, a push to push the whole world in this digital, brave new digital world. And uh, I'm really concerned about the future of radio. I think it's been an, I, I grew up loving radio and I still love the medium of radio and I don't want to see it go away. I would like to see it grow back. But I mean, the ability for modern cars to tune in uh, an AM radio station, a talk radio station, when it has no external AM antenna on it, is going to make life very hard. And I think more and more people, uh, even immigrants coming across our border, by the way, in record numbers, never before seen, have smartphones in their pockets. So they're not tuning into radio stations. They're tuning into digital platforms. So uh, how do we see that how, how radio will play a part in combating this, as you say, providing a, a diversity of, of opinions and voices in a digital world that has no toleration for it? There's some challenges here. There's some technical challenges, as you pointed out, that confront the AM band in particular, and there's some legal challenges. So as you, you know, compete out there, um, you are doing so against other forms of communication like Twitter, like YouTube. But the reality is there are not limits, legal limits on how many people Twitter can reach or how many people YouTube can reach. But there's legal constraints on how many stations, for instance, a, um, a person can own and therefore it limits the reach of their message. And so while you're competing in this modern marketplace with entities that have no constraints on them, you continue to be held back by frankly outdated FCC regulations. We've tried to streamline, we've tried to update, uh, but there's still work to be done to make sure that we see continued investment in the AM radio band. 
And what about the pride of place on the dashboard in the car? It seems like that's going more digital, making it de-emphasizing radio and really emphasizing the digital side. Yeah, it's a challenge. You know, some of these trends go back and forth, though. So if you look at, for instance, cable, for a long time there was the idea that people were going to be subscribing to cable and they weren't going to get over-the-year broadcast TV. Well, in fact, we've seen sort of a resurgence and people going back and purchasing those, you know, digital version of the old rabbit ears, uh, cutting the cable cord and going back to getting their content free over the air, whether it's broadcast TV or broadcast radio. So there are some trend lines here, obviously, towards digital, towards IP formats. But I think there's always going to be an enduring home uh, for traditional radio. One thing that's concerning me is the fact that I, I feels like the that the government is failing to jump on the uh, the new media that's coming up and they're failing to try to understand it in a real way. And so like I'm thinking of the metaverse coming up and all these different things is virtual reality. How are we going to how are we going to start addressing these issues? Because the same freedom of speech issues, the same issues that are arising with uh, with telecommunication and everything else is going to be tenfold uh, on this new medium, this new Internet, Internet 3.0. What say you? Yeah, when you see the power that these corporations are amassing on these new digital platforms, it's really disturbing. And historically, and by historically, I mean, you know, three or four years ago, the power that they accumulated did so in a blind spot, I'd argue, for both Republicans and Democrats. For a lot of Republicans, they were still stuck in this old sort of libertarian perspective that if they have a big corporation that's getting power, who am I as a Republican to say something about it? On the Democrat side, there was an ideological mind meld where a lot of these Silicon Valley corporations were aligned politically with the positions of the Democratic Party. So you had both parties in Washington, Republican and Democrats, looking the other way while these digital platforms amass more power, more control over more speech than we've ever seen in history. Thankfully, that's changing on the right and left. You see uh, conservatives in Congress, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy has got a great platform out there to hold these digital entities accountable. And on the Democrat side, you see some pushback as well. So I'm hoping we're at a point now where we're getting some bipartisan consensus that individual liberty can be threatened, not just by the government, it can be, but also by the amassed power of corporate entities. Let's go back to security threats uh, to the individual. Um, do you see uh, any real concerns there on the horizon? I mean, again, I look at 5G as a, sort of a, a 10xing of the capabilities of these uh, nefarious actors around the world. China is an obvious answer. Is there, are there other countries that we should be of uh, concern? Yeah, look, China is one. Russia is one. I think uh, CISA, one of the uh, executive branches, National security entities put out a public release, I believe in the last couple of days or last couple of weeks in connection with the tensions along the Russia-Ukraine border and was warning about potential Russian cyber intrusions, not just into Ukraine, uh, but potentially into the U.S. as well if, uh, if they perceived a, a threat from the U.S. government. So there continues to be a real threat out there from a lot of different foreign actors. And to your point, when we had the Internet and it was just emailing every once in a while, uh, watching some cat videos. It was one level of threat. But now we have everything moving out of the Internet with that 10x that you noted, from financial information to healthcare information. Um, the need to have safe, secure, robust networks is more important now than ever before. We have devices carrying in our pockets that track our data, even when they're supposedly turned off. Is it possible to give the individual user the ability to control that? Or is the cat out of the bag and there's no way to get it back in? 
Yeah, user empowerment is one of the planks of the platform that I put out there for holding big tech accountable. And you're right. We just saw, I think yesterday, three or four state attorney generals sued Google based on exactly that point, which is people have no idea how much information their phone is obtaining about them, even when they think they've turned their phone off, even when they think they've turned the settings off. Like there's barometric pressure sensors in these phones that are able to tell when a car door closes. It can tell when you're going up vertically, for instance, in an elevator. There's so much information on the phone. We have to find a way to make sure people can make informed choices about it. And it's complicated. Look, there are algorithms. There's a point at which we can provide so much information that the user is overwhelmed and doesn't know what to do about it. But there's also a middle ground where we can put clear information out there and they can feel empowered uh, and in more control of their data. But what is the reality of making sure that that happens? Is it just, oh, we're out of time. The music means we're out of time. We'll have to have you back to continue that (laughs) conversation. Uh, FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr, we're grateful for your time today. Thank you, sir. Happy to do it. Thanks so much. All right. Praise be to God. God bless you. All right. That's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Uh, we are grateful that you had joined us today, listener. Thank you for doing it. If you can join us in the second hour, we would love to have you. You can hang out with us live on our live video feeds if you like. You can find them all linked up on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. We're going to have a great time in the second hour. Game shows. We're going to have a Saint of the Day gospel, plus a good news story and an after show to conversate freeform with you directly. You get to drive that conversation. Again, go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And do not forget to pick up your car raffle tickets where you might win a brand new Mercedes at the end of February. And we get to continue our radio apostolate, which we love. God bless you. God love you. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. You could win a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 and help drive home the Word of God. The GRN is raffling off this night black compact SUV with the luxury and performance you expect from Mercedes-Benz to support the mission of Catholic Radio. This car could be yours for only $25. Buy four tickets, you get one free. The 2022 GRN car raffle ends February 21st, so get your tickets today at grnonline.com raffle. Does hope give light to your day? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. At the end of the long list of good works in his rule, St. Benedict finally gives the most important one. Never lose hope in God's mercy. Hope means that we bring the future, where Jesus already reigns as risen Lord and Savior, into the trials, fears, and discouragements of everyday life. Hope allows us to give a gentle reply to an angry outburst, to remain calm in the face of disappointments, to continue doing what we know we are supposed to do, even when the outcome seems fruitless. Hope allows us to turn over the results of our efforts to God, 
who will bring them to the completion he wills. For your free copy of The Rule of Saint Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. There are many places where the light of Jesus' resurrection does not shine. There is no place where it cannot shine in hope. Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January the 26th, 2022. We just wrapped up a great conversation with the FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr to talk about a lot of issues, security issues, threats coming from from foreign uh, actors who are collecting information on us and what we can do about it, what we should be doing about it, censorship, and a lot more in that conversation. We'll post that to our social feeds, which you can find linked up on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt good morning to you rudy carlos good morning joe that was a great interview it really was yeah and it's it highlights a lot of things that we may not have at the forefront of our attention you know and uh when you when you think about uh, drones and all these other things that are fun to have uh you don't expect them to be potential security threats i know i have a i have a dgi drone oh you do yeah i don't fly uh, it very often joe but, uh, are you am with- i am i participating in and the security threat issue? I don't know. Joe, were you flying your drone, you know, in, in Norway around mm. those nuclear plants? Was, was that I, you? Was that me? Was I not supposed to do that? Joe, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Well, I don't know. I I can't even think of another drone name at the moment. Like, I'm sure there are other drone companies, but I can't even think of another company yet. D- I think DJI was is they, probably the biggest one. Yeah. How convenient. How convenient is that, for sure. Well, at any rate, great conversation. We also had a conversation with uh, Mr. John Horvat about a post-Roe v. world uh, and the effort to continue fighting for what is right and just and good and uh, in a world that may sort of relax too much, you know, get you know, so celebrate true. its victory, but sort of get a little complacent. So we're going to post that conversation as well. And uh, again, all the links on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Good morning to you, Adrian Fonseca. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Yeah, good conversations, huh? Oh, great conversations. I love Mr. Horvat. He's great. I was supposed to meet him up, meet up with him during the, uh, during, over the break, but I got sick, so I didn't get to see him. Yeah, but, that's you know, unfortunate. Oh, well. But praise be to God. It was great to talk to him again. And, you know, I just love everything that the TFP does. So, Do you have a drone? A DJI drone? No, I don't have a drone. 
I was going to buy a drone, but I was like, you know what? I bet you China is spying on us <laughs> using these drones. And so I decided not to get one. That, you had a pa- pure patriotism? You I had didn't a pure patriotism. It had nothing to do with the fact that <laughs> I didn't want to get my license to fly a drone and <laughs> I didn't want to spend the money. I actually bought so. the course. Yeah, the Part 107 pilot's license course. Did you get your license? No. What? You paid for the light to get take the class, but then you didn't get the license? I My need to fly the drone ran out. <laughs> ah. See, I really wanted to get my license, but I was like, do I really you want to go You have to learn. This? You have to go through ground school, essentially. Yeah, it's crazy. You have to learn the same information that the pilot of the 747 who flies the, flies the president around. you got to know what he knows. You need that to fly the drone? To fly yeah. the drone pro- properly, professionally. Wow. You can, there's Legally. two. There's, there's pro and then there's hobby, but it's a gray line. Are you a YouTuber? If you're a YouTuber, are you pro? Are you hobby? Hmm. It all comes down to the opinion of the person knocking on your door to issue you a ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's shady business. <laughs> At any rate, so we're way off into the weeds of, of dronage. Uh, don't let me forget, uh, there are no DJI drones inside of this Mercedes. <laughs> okay, so you don't have to worry about that. I'm pretty sure there's no Huawei technology in this Mercedes that you could possibly win and drive at the end of February. All you need to do is get your tickets. You can get five for a hundred bucks. That's an extra one for free. And you can find them all linked up on our website, grnonline.com. Scroll down till you see the Mercedes. Click on that. But uh, if you really want to 10x your opportunity to support your local Catholic radio station, what you need to do is call your local station manager. And you can find their information by going to your website or our website, to your browser, and typing in grnonline.com. If your location services are enabled, it will identify where you are and deliver to you the local station manager's information, as well as the live stream from your local station. It's a great way to get connected locally in the GRN. Just go to grnonline.com. You can find that information. Ask about getting your raffle tickets and how you might help support the station by selling some of those raffle tickets you know, to your friends, your family, your church, or wherever else. That would be a real big help to us, and we get to keep Catholic Radio alive and well in a day and an age where censorship is a thing. It would mean so much to us. All right, praise be to God. We're going to jump into it. We have a good news story. We have a uh, saint of the day, gospel of the day, and then the fear and trembling game show coming up at 15 past. And then, of course, the second half of this hour, we are going to have a conversation with you about whatever you want to talk about. You get to drive that conversation with your questions or comments on our live video feeds, all linked up on our website. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired, Rudy Carlos. And and, uh, I have a good news story for you today. LifeSite reports historic victory. Planned Parenthood drops lawsuit against Texas City that banned abortion. Planned Parenthood has dropped a lawsuit against an abortion ban in Lubbock, Texas, allowing the city to remain an abortion-free sanctuary city for the unborn, in what pro-lifers are hailing as a historic victory for the right to life. Planned Parenthood of Greater Texas filed a motion Thursday to withdraw its appeal of of a federal judge's ruling that dismissed the lawsuit in June. 
Lubbock's pro-life sanctuary ordinance approved by voters in May 2021 outlaws abortion at all times and at all stages of pregnancy within city limits and empowers relatives of an aborted baby, including a child's mother, father, or grandparents, to sue abortion providers for damages. The measure, which passed 63% to 37%, also makes it illegal to knowingly aid or abet an abortion, such as by providing a mother with transportation or money to abort her baby. It includes exemptions when necessary to save the life of the mother, though not for rape or incest. Planned Parenthood filed a federal lawsuit against the city of Lubbock to block the policy days after voters endorsed it in May, but Judge James Wesley Hendricks, a Trump appointee, dismissed the case when the ban took effect at the beginning of June, ruling that Planned Parenthood didn't have the standing to sue Lubbock as the city doesn't enforce the ordinance. The abortion giant, which opened an affiliate in Lubbock in 2020, announced on June 1st that it had stopped committing abortions in the city. Planned Parenthood revealed Hendricks's ruling, to, appealed Hendricks's ruling rather, to the U.S. Fifth Circuit a Court of Appeals. Planned Parenthood's motion to drop its appeal came after the Supreme Court on Thursday refused to speed up a challenge to the Texas Heartbeat Act, which bans abortion statewide at around six weeks of pregnancy and remains in effect almost after five months of litigation. The high court's decision sends the case to the Republican-nominated Texas Supreme Court. Right to Life East Texas hailed the demise of Planned Parenthood's lawsuit against Lubbock as a major and historic victory for the right to life. The Lubbock Ordinance marks the first time that an abortion ban has survived a court challenge in the United States since Roe v. Wade, the group noted in a press release on Thursday. We're thrilled that Planned Parenthood has dropped its lawsuit against the city of Lubbock, which was meritless from the outset, said Mark Lee Dixon, director of Right to Life East Texas and founder of Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn Initiative. We have said from the beginning that the abortion bans have drafted are, we have drafted are bulletproof from court challenge, and we are pleased that the litigation over Lubbock's ordinance has proven right. Texas Senator Charles Perry of Lubbock, who backed the ordinance, also praised the victory in a statement last week. He says, quote, I congratulate the city and the people of Lubbock on this, and for becoming the first jurisdiction in the United States to successfully defend an abortion ban in a court since Roe v. Wade. Unquote. The Republican state senator said, this is an answer to so many of our prayers. The sanctuary movement gained momentum in Lubbock after planned planer, Planned Parenthood announced plans to open an abortion center in the city two years ago. The facility opened in fall 2020 and began aborting babies in mid-April 2021. The abortion ban went into effect in June. A total of 43 U.S. cities have outlawed abortion within their city limits, including more than two dozen in Texas. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Albrecht of Chateau. Forgive me for my French pronunciations, or lack thereof. Albrecht was a hermit in the forest of Colin in France, who, along with five other hermits, invited Abbot Robert of Melisma to begin a new monastery with them that would operate under the rule of St. Benedict. Robert led these hermits to the forest of Melisma and established a religious settlement there in 1075. Melisma Abbey, Robert, served as the first abbot and Albrecht as the prior. However, as the settlement's fame grew, gifts came in and the wealth attracted new monks, more lax in their observance of the rule. The Melisma community was divided and the monks opposed Robert and Albrecht. Robert twice left the monastery to live as a hermit and twice the Pope ordered him back to his community. During one of Robert's absences, the brothers imprisoned Albrecht so that they might have their way. The stricter group left Melisma for Chitao. Initially, Robert was abbot of Chitao, with Albrecht serving as prior. However, the monks of Melisma petitioned Pope Urban II that Robert return to them and vowed obedience to the rule of St. Benedict. 
1100, Robert left for Melisma and Albrecht became the new abbot of Chital. Albrecht is credited with attaining the Cistercian's Order's legal foundation. Pope Pascal II granted this legitimacy with his bull Desierderium Quad. Albrecht also decided to move the monastery's building a kilometer to the north and initiated construction of the first abbey's church. The church was consecrated less than six years later, and Albrecht also introduced the use of the white Cistercian cowl. It was given to him for the monks by the Blessed Virgin Mary as they were at choir praying vigils. Accordingly, the white cowl is one of, the, uh, one of Albrecht's attributes in hagiographical paintings. Albrecht and his religious establishment of, at Chitao, the exact observance of the rule of St. Benedict. In order to better observe the rule in regard to the divine office both day and night, the monks associated with themselves lay brothers to be chiefly occupied with the manual labor and the material affairs of the order. St. Albrecht, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 9. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to come. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and salute no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace shall rest upon him. But if not, it shall return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Gregory the Great said, For the preacher of the gospel ought to have such trust in God that although he has provided not for the expenses of this present life, he should still be most certainly convinced that these will not fail him, lest while his mind is engaged in his temporal things, he should be less careful for the spiritual things of others. Close quote, St. Gregory the Great, pray for us. Adrian, got about a minute and a half. Cornelius Lapide said that the uh, he was pointing out, so he has a whole list of reasons why that people should go two by two, but I'm going to point out one of them. And this can be applied not just to religious, but to our lives. Whenever we're traveling on this journey uh, to try to get to heaven, how can we do it? Well, uh, one manner of reaching heaven would be traveling two by two. And he says here, experience teaches us that they who are associated together two by two rarely or never are tempted to sins of impurity, but that those who are alone lay themselves open to accusations of evil, even if they have not actually fallen away. Hence, St. Thomas says, was wont to say, a monk away from his brethren is an active evil. And St. Gunston's rule says, when ye are in a church or for what's, uh, wheresoever there are women, let each protect the other's modesty. For thus God who dwelleth in you will protect you from yourselves. 
Now, this is very important, and I think uh, maybe we can have a chance to talk about this during the after show. But the last point I will make on it is, yes, having a brother with you, around you, this is why it's very, very dangerous to try to be a lone wolf. We need our brothers to lift us up and to bring us uh, to, to virtue. And virtue is travel together two by two, just like a religious Go off to preach two by two. And I think I'll leave it at that. Amen. St. Chrysostom also said, Peace is the mother of all good things. Without it, other things are in vain. Close quote. St. Chrysostom, pray for us. All right, time to go to a break. We're going to come back and play Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where prizes are involved. You could win. But what I need from you is, uh, is a phone call. The first caller gets to be our contestant. So if you've never played the game before, why not try now? It's fun. It's easy. I promise it's a good time. Call 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10-11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So you're not allowed to tell anybody what I'm about to tell you. My secrets and my agendas must stay between us. Is that a deal? Number one, we like to teach the faith. 
So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before about the Catholic faith. Praise be to God. That's always a good thing. And number two, we like to laugh. We like to have a good time. And uh, our callers tend to be great sports. They laugh with us, and we really enjoy that more than anything, to be honest with you. But number three, we give out prizes, which means it's a winner for everybody involved. But if you're just joining us, here's the deal. I have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but I do not ask the caller the question. So they don't even need to know correct answers, and they could still win the game. And that's because instead of asking them, I will ask Rudy, and I will ask Adrian, one of which will be correct, and the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And then every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. And then we pull out a winner on Friday and we give out prizes. It's a good deal. Uh, Rudy, what could they win? The sponsor of our game show this week is us. Catholic Drive Time. This week you have it. Yeah, congratulations from us. (laughs) This week you have an opportunity to win a copy of the Seven Sorrows Devotion. It's a small prayer book I compiled based on the prayers from the Via Matris or the Way of the Mother. It's a counterpoint to the Way of the Cross. And this devotion follows the Seven Sorrows of Our Blessed Mother. Included uh, in this week's prize are also some other CDT goodies, including an autographed coffee mug by, you know, all, all three of us, the whole team. Uh, Now, the Blessed Mother grants seven graces to the souls who honor her daily by saying seven Hail Marys and meditating on her tears and sorrows. This devotion was given to us by our Blessed Mother through St. Bridget of Sweden. And every meditation is accompanied by a beautiful image to help facilitate meditation on the particular sorrow of Mary. So whoever wins this week is going to be taking a sip from their trusty CDT mug and Oof. meditating on the seven sorrows. You know, I just had the thought of how many of those tears from our Blessed Mother am I responsible for? Oh, yeah. Oof. Ouch. Oof. Anyway, let's, uh, let's go to the phones. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Vicki. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Praise be to God, Vicki. Where are you calling from? From Dallas. From the mighty city of Dallas. Uh, so are you in Dallas or are you in the middle between Dallas and Fort Worth? Like where in the city? Where do you go to church? Let's start with that. <laughs> I'm in between the two of them. I'm in Irving. Irving. Okay. I've been there many times. Irving, where the University God. of Texas at Dallas is. You know, <laughs> Texas at Dallas in Irving. In I have Ir- a buddy who just moved to Irving. Uh, it's very nice. I used to live outside the shadow of, uh, of the old Cowboy Stadium. I'm one of my first apartments outside of the, when I got out of the Marine Corps. And uh, it was a shady tree place to live in those days. Not so much anymore. But <laughs> Vicky, where do you go to church? Uh, I go to St. Luke's mostly, but I have so many options. Holy Family, Immaculate Conception in Grand Prairie, St. Michael, your kindred in Grand Prairie, Mother Day in Irving. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mother Day. University of Dallas. Wow. Praise be to God. You got the list there. That's amazing. God is so very yeah. good. Now, Vicki, are you, are you familiar with how this game works? Do you do you know how the rules work? Yes. All right. Yes, so so then you know. You're you're very aware. Uh, Rudy and Adrian, they have to be watched carefully. I, however, am your best friend on the show. I'm here to help you get into the cup. Are you ready, Vicki? I am. Let's do this. We're going to start with Rudy, as is our custom, our tradition here at the show. Rudy, are you ready? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. <laughs> Rudy, can you tell me what side of the altar is the gospel side? Hmm, let's see. Well, it depends on where you go, but typically speaking, traditionally speaking, that is, mm-hmm. it's on the left side. 
on the left side. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. This could be a tricky question. This could be a tricky question. Uh, Adrian, can mm-hmm. you tell me mm-hmm. what side mm-hmm. of the altar right. is considered the gospel side uh-huh. as opposed to the epistle side, right. I imagine? Right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So you look to your left. Yeah. You look to your right. <laughs> uh-huh. You try and, and scream, but you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't take the gospel. You yeah. possess it around and uh-huh. then smack it right down the middle. It's uh, right in the center of the altar is the gospel side. You do the hokey pokey. So the center <laughs> has a side to itself? Yes, it is. Uh, that confused me all by itself. Okay, here's the deal, Vicky. The question is, what side of the altar is the gospel side? Uh, Adrian seems to think it's right up the middle, in the center. But Rudy says it's on the left. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Vicky, what say you? I'm going to go with Rudy. Survey says... Wow! How Very you, confident, what? Vicky. You didn't what? even bat an eye. That was that easy. Well, I didn't know the answer, but um, when they go around too much, they're usually not acceptable. Oh no! Uh, they're getting they're kind of getting onto us. <laughs> well, they're gotta change up the game guys. plan now. Praise be to God. Yeah. So, so let's do that for the correct answers, not <laughs> the wrong ones. Epistle yeah, the... side is on the right, and gospel is on the left. Correct. Right. Yeah. There you go. Praise be to God. And I think even in uh, even Nova Sordo churches sometimes put two different ambos. I think to indicate the same thing. Isn't that hmm. true? I'm pretty sure I've seen Never that, seen that a bunch before, of times. All right. Surprised. Well done. You're in the cup, Vicky. Congratulations. You could win. I think we're going to try to double your chances with this next question. We're going to go to Adrian. That's me. I'm well, Adrian. I'm, we should get name tags just to be sure. Oh, they're right here. If you're watching yeah. online, we should name get like, tag a, like right hi, there. my name is Adrian. Sign on your jacket. That'd be great. Now, if you look right here in the corner, uh-huh. my, my name is right there. But if you're listening on radio, they can't look at the oh. corner. So. Well, they can't see my name tag either. That's All right, moving on, moving on, moving uh, on. Adrian, which month is considered the month of passion? The month of the passion. Hmm. I think it's coming up. That's going to be the month of February. How do you say it? February. February. <laughs> I hate the spelling of the word February. Ruh-roh. It's like February. Roro, Raggy. February. 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 That's your answer. That is my answer. February. That's the month of passion. That is the month of the passion. Hey, Rudy, uh, are you hey, able Joe. to tell me what month is considered the month of the passion? Well, the passion. I'm going to say it's July because it's so hot, <laughs> you know, and it's just so like, ugh. Suffering, so it's pure your suffering. That we're Especially in Houston. <laughs> Especially in Houston. I have. I don't know anything about that yet. Yeah. How hot does it get in in uh, the summer in Los Angeles? 120 degrees. What? But they really? say it's a it's a dry heat. So oh, you it's got okay. this nailed. Then you got no problems. You're gonna enjoy the summer here. Oh, All right, uh, Vicky. Here is the deal. Rudy says the month of the passion is in July, but Adrian says it's in February. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Vicky. What say you? I'm going to say febrero. Ah. Well, it sounds Nailed better it. in Spanish. Well said. Yeah, February is much Fre- harder to say. February. Why February? Febrero. I have no idea why February, to be honest. <laughs> I'm assuming probably because that's when Lent starts, but yeah, true, I actually, true. I have no clue. That's just a pure guess, so that's don't true. don't quote me on that. Valentine's. Ooh, uh, maybe oh, that's true. Different kind not, of passion. Not that kind of <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it family friendly, there, Vicky. <laughs> All right, you're in for two. Praise be to God. But I'm going to have to tell you this next question. I think is probably the easiest question out of all three. Are you ready, Vicky? Yeah. 
This is the hardest question. No way. This is easily the hardest Super. question. The hardest, the hardest question. <laughs> the hardest of all the hardest? The hardest of the hardest. Hmm. Are you keeping track? Oh, I'm keeping track. Okay. I know it. Uh, let's go back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me, what is an attraction to commit sin? Okay. So the band The Temptations famously understood this concept, and they named their band aptly after this, which is Temptation. Temptation. Oh. Yes, sir. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, Adrian... Can you tell me? Easy. What is an attraction no to commit sin? Right. Exactly. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. It is epithumia. Gesundheit. God bless you. <laughs> oh, was that your answer? That's my answer. Well, what is it? Epithumia. Epithumia what is, is, your, is your response. It's All the right. answer. Vicky, yeah. Vicky, here is the deal. The question is, what is an attraction? How are we attracted? What do we call that attraction to commit sin? Adrian seems to think it's called epithumia, but Rudy seems to think it's called temptation. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Vicky, what say you? Hey, I don't think I'm going to go with hep to mia. <laughs> I'm going to say temptation. <laughs> Survey says no curveball Vicky. Wow. Putting up with nothing, Vicky. I have I love no idea this. how she got that. Hey, what is no. epithumia, uh-huh. Adrian? Well, I guess technically epithumia is correct because it's concupiscence, Ooh. which is a tendency towards sin. Mm-hmm. But I guess mm-hmm. it's not the attraction of sin, which is temptation. So I guess it's, it's still wrong. Y- you got it right, though, Vicky. It's temptation. This I have a correct. question for you guys. Yeah, quickly. I forgot the name of the book that uh, person you interviewed yesterday. The Ooh. person we interviewed yesterday. Oh, yeah. uh, Kennedy Hall. Kennedy Hall. Terror of Demons. Terror, of, Terror Demons. of Demons. Published by Tan, if I'm not mistaken. Vicky, you were a lot of fun. Thank you for having a laugh with us. You got all three right. You're in the cup. You could win. Praise be to God. We're going to put you on hold to get your phone number. But uh, thank you for joining us today. God love you. Thank you, guys. All right. That's going to do it for the show. Uh, don't forget to get your car raffle tickets. You might win a brand new Mercedes. And we get to keep Catholic Radio going. Go to grnonline.com for those details. And if you can, join us in the after show to laugh with us, chat with us, and get serious with us. And you get to drive that conversation. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the memorial of Saints Timothy and Titus. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning, 
Trinity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who adorned Saints Timothy and Titus with apostolic virtues, grant through the intercession of them both, that living justly and devoutly in this present age, we may merit to reach our heavenly homeland. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, for the promise of life in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear child. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. I yearn to see you again, recalling your tears, so that I may be filled with joy as I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and that I am confident lives also in you. For this reason, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake, but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all you lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples, his wondrous deeds. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Give to the Lord, you families of nations, Give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. 
He has made the world firm not to be moved. He governs the peoples with equity. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Lord sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor and to proclaim liberty to captives. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The Lord Jesus appointed seventy-two other disciples, whom he sent ahead of him in pairs, to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his pay. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter, and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it, and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My brother-in-law came to me and asked me, what good thing can I do that will really help me live my vocation to evangelize from my baptism? How can I, how can I really help? What, what's the greatest, most effective thing I can do? Uh, you know, as a, as a married uh, man, how can I effectively proclaim the gospel? And I didn't say this because it's my sister, but I told him, love your wife very well. Your vocation to be married is the greatest, that, that, that gift of, of love. Your children, not only your children, but other people whom you encounter, people at your workplace, people in, in public, your sacrament of marriage and loving one another is the most fruitful way of proclaiming the gospel. And he's like flabbergasted at that answer. But the, the truth is that the, one of the greatest witnesses of Christian love is goes back to that uh, the Acts of the Apostles where they said, see how they love one another. Perhaps this is why Jesus sent them in pairs, uh, because the reason he sent them in pairs was to manifest the love by brothers loving one another and serving one another, even as apostles, they proclaim the gospel. And this is the the feast day we celebrate today of Saints Timothy and Titus, or we, we could call it those companions of St. Paul, because they weren't really, they themselves did not work together. One of them was in Ephesus, the other one was in Crete. Um, they were both at one time companions of St. Paul, and then both received epistles from St. Paul to their various, uh, uh, you know, uh, churches. And this is the witness that's very, very primal and very, very human. One of the deepest needs we have for is simply companionship and love. 
That is why uh, in religious life, community life is so very important. There's countless times as a, as a priest, you know, counseling people and help trying to help them live a healthy life where I try to prescribe, as it were, friendship. You need friendship. You're lonely. Uh, you, you, you need to find people who help you uh, stay faithful to your vocation. Other, other Catholics, other people who are like-minded who can keep that flame uh, going. The, the other thing is the absence of friendship oftentimes is a problem. The, the homeless problem in the United States of America is a matter of isolation. It's a mental health issue. It's not really a poverty issue. It's more of a mental health issue. And one of the biggest problems people on the street have is they are lonely. They are isolated. And when they become more isolated, they get, become worse. This is also true for America at this time after a, a lockdown. One of the greatest problems we've had is isolation. In education, uh, isolation has had grave effects on the children who are trying to learn, trying to teach them. Uh, that's one of the, the biggest obstacles. And also in any kind of mental health situation, when people are isolated, they don't do well. We need friends. This is because our hearts are made in the image and likeness of God, who is himself a friendship. He is a communion of three persons. He is a communion, a, a family of three persons. And so our hearts need that kind of friendship. And when we get community life, amazing things happen. Gifts open up your personality becomes grounded and balanced. You start to be able to live uh, chastity. You start, you stop being weird. Um, people, when they get isolated, boy, they just get weird. And it's, you know, that could be a rule of life. And uh, in fact, as a formator for religious, one of our, our pen chants was informing the human, human side of future priests was don't be weird. <laughs> don't just be balanced be grounded relate with other people in in where they are at be grounded in in the truth of being human of of loving and being loved and if you do that you will become holy not just healthy but you will also become holy because we become holy together we challenge each other on one of the greatest priests of all time saint uh john viani he became such a penitent because he was living with the priest at the, in France at the time. And they were trying to outdo each other in prayer and penance. And he, they were trying to spur each other on to holiness. Uh, Francis and Claire, uh, John and Teresa, all sorts of pairs of people who become holy together. So in this feast day of Saints Timothy and Titus, let us be reminded of that and go ahead and, and look at your life. Give yourself an examination of conscience. Am I open to graced friendship? Am I open to community? Because if you're not, there's chances are that you very much need it. And if you do, ask God. You know, I'm, there's various times in my own life I said, God, I need friends. I need, I'm, I was in a, a, a mission isolated and I, need, I needed uh, community. And within a couple months, some f semblance of community did show up. And it, so if, if you are alone, Ask God for that. Ask God for, for friendship, and he will give it. We bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that it may shine forth the holiness of Jesus Christ to the nations. We pray that God would grant our generation saints. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests, that they may be men of communion, 
we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our government leaders, that they may pass laws in accordance with the natural law written on every human heart. We pray for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor, and that we may recognize Jesus in his disguise of human misery and respond generously. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all of our beloved dead, that they may enter the Father's eternal glory. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear us, for make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ, and through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary, as we pray together. Hail Mary, Mary full, full of grace, grace the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among, among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy, whose trust ever childlike no cares can destroy, be there at our waking, and give us, we pray, your bliss in our hearts, Lord, at the break of the day. Lord of all eagerness, Lord of all faith, whose strong hands were skilled at the plain and the lathe, be there at our labors and give us, we pray, your strength in our hearts, Lord, at the noon of the day. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Receive, O Lord, we pray, the offerings of your people, which we bring in celebration of Saints Timothy and Titus. And in your kindness, render us fully acceptable by giving us sincerity of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you, Eternal Shepherd, do not desert your flock, but through the blessed apostles watch over it and protect it always, so that it may be governed by those who have appointed shepherds to lead it in the name of your Son. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Pleni Suncelia Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, Qui venit in nomine Domini, O sana in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, 
so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with saints Timothy and Titus, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you summon before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world, to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life. Give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Proceptis salutaribus moniti et divini institutioni formati audehemus dicere Pater noster qui es in celis Sanctificetur nomen tuum, 
adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et temite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos temitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, and by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Communion Antiphon. Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. I am with you, says the Lord. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The King of Love, my Shepherd is, whose goodness fails me never. I nothing lack if I am His, and He is mine forever. Where streams of living water flow, my ransom.
sacrament we have received, O Lord our God, nourish in us that faith taught by the preaching of the apostles, and kept safe by the labors of saints Timothy and Titus, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, sing to Jesus, as the sumter is the throne. Alleluia, is the triumph, is the victory alone. Hark the songs of peaceful Zion, thunder like a mighty flood. Jesus, out of every nation, has redeemed us by his blood. Alleluia, not as orphans are we left in sorrow now. The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. 
Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee, through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one, from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.